Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a third episode of Running on Scuffs. <clears throat> We're back uh, for episode three here of the NASCAR playoffs. We just got done with a fun weekend of racing in Kansas. First, let's get to our introductions. Of course, our producer, Peyton Moore. How are you doing, ma'am? I have had a very interesting day, but I'm ready to talk NASCAR. That sounds pretty good. Zachary Bell, how about you, buddy? Fantastic. Ready to go. Um, it's an all-time high as a Denny Hamlin fan. Just riding the wave. Well, uh, Mr. Loganity, you're, it seems kind of like it's been a roller coaster week for you. What what, what say you? Uh, well, great to be back on and on scuffs. Yeah, some weeks you are the bug. Some weeks you are the windshield. Last week I was the windshield. This week I'm the bug. And I look forward to discussing everyone's overreactions like, I don't know, like it's week one of the NFL season. We'll talk about it uh, as far as the overreactions, I think, that have happened to Kansas a little bit. Some people making some comparisons. We'll talk about that. Great to be here on the show. Well, it's great to have everybody here. Um, well, we're just going to hop right into it. We, uh, we've had a little bit of time constraint issues over the last couple of weeks, mostly because it's just so hard to get us all to shut up, right? Um, so <clears throat> we're going to hop right into it. Like I said, a little foreshadowing. We had a great weekend of racing uh, in Kansas. Uh, it started Friday night with the Truck Series race. They had a uh, their round of 10 cutoff race uh, with the Truck Series. Uh, it's hard to think. I mean, all three series of NASCAR are in different places with their playoffs right now. Uh, the Xfinity Series hadn't even started their playoffs. Uh, the Cup Series just had their second race around one, and then uh, the Truck Series just had their first cutoff race. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek came away with the win. I had to give it to you, Logan. Congratulations for picking the winner correctly on that one. <clears throat> they had a had a pretty good race Friday night. It was entertaining to watch. Um, I was able to catch uh, the majority of that, so that was fun to watch. Um, I can't say the same for the Xfinity race. I didn't get to catch all of that, which nobody was able to catch all of that because it got rained, rain shortened. Um, Noah Gregson ended up winning after after it being rained out. I I hate that it wasn't able to go all the way because there was some good racing going on there uh, from what I've seen. And just a quick, you know, we'll, we'll get into this a lot more. Um, the cup race, uh, Bubba Wallace got his second career win at Kansas driving the 40. I technically it's the 45 car. I like to think it's the 23 car with the 45 wrap on it because I simply because I mean, he's with the same team. Um, but technically it is his second win with a different two wins, two different car numbers. So. But nonetheless, uh, just to go back to the truck race, um, Carson Hosevar and Matt Crafton were eliminated from playoff contention. So now we're down to eight in the truck series for who can move on and compete for a truck series championship. So, uh, Zach, what are your overwhelming thoughts of the, uh, the racing this weekend? You know, I think that in a week where we were talking about adding and returning tracks, which I know we'll talk about later on, 
Um, Kansas proved it deserves a spot on the cup schedule, you know, and I think um, with this next gen car and this year, it's, it's kind of been a flip from what we've seen where in my opinion, the intermediate racing has been the best racing in this sport or in the series for the cup series, at least. And uh, Kansas, I think provided consistent action all weekend. Um, and I think it, it's a statement time when uh, we haven't seen the 2023 schedule yet. I feel like it's almost um, NASCAR's withholding it for big things to be announced and stuff. Some of which we know, some of which we don't, but also it's um, making sure that these tracks and markets deserve like one or two dates, I think as well. I know we heard the rumors or I don't know if we talked about them, but I know there's rumors that Kansas um, might be losing one of its dates. So um, putting on good racing like it did this weekend is imperative for that racetrack, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. It's, uh, you know, putting on good racing is imperative for that racetrack. And I think they, they accomplished that this weekend. Logan, do you have any other, uh, any opinion other than that for the racing this weekend? Uh, no, I enjoyed it. I do think we need to make a little bit of note of uh, the fact that Matt Crafting got eliminated. I mean, you're talking about a guy that has, in many ways, dominated the truck series. And, and uh, so a little bit surprising to see him, see him go out early. We, we've seen him backdoor his way into a championship. So it's it's just odd to, that he couldn't find a way to, to make it more interesting, per se, and go a little, go a little further. But, yeah, uh, great racing for Kansas. I do think it's imperative. Uh, there's there's a lot of lot of tracks jockeying for position on the schedule. Let's not forget there's tracks that are that are sitting there gathering dust right now, like Kentucky. That that I know they're not happy about not being on the schedule. So so these are not only is it competitive on the track, but it's competitive between the tracks to try and figure out what the schedule is going to look like. Yeah, you make a good point. I think tracks like especially if uh, with NASCAR keeping the current uh, car. Uh, with the way the mile and a half racing has been, I think tracks like Kentucky and Chicago land uh, would be awesome to have on the schedule. Of course, I'm sure Chicago land won't be making a, a return since we have a Chicago street race coming up in 2023. But um, nonetheless, that was our, our race review. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get right into our top news or our feel goods. Isn't that right, Logan? Got to have at least four fresh Mister Feelgoods. Uh, well, I've got a, I've got a few, uh, I've got a few for us to run down here. We've uh, <clears throat> had a few pretty big stories come out over the last week or so. Um, let, let's start out with something small before we get into the big stuff. Uh, NASCAR uh, announced uh, over the last week um, since we recorded that they're going to begin streaming live in-car camera feeds from every cup car on its website and app, and that started at Kansas this past week. Um, Zach, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's a good thing for the sport, bad thing? Do you think it's going to be more of an entertainment thing for the fans, or is it going to be something that can help NASCAR officiating? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to be like helping officiate races, but more access is never a bad thing in my opinion, right? Um access to cameras and angles that the broadcast is not able to give you or won't give you. Um, and it allows you as a fan to ride along with your driver. Um, I remember way back when, when NASCAR was at its high, um, at its all time high. And we were all, you know, we had direct TV and we were watching those independent driver channels occasionally, you know, and 
stuff like that, um, along with the actual telecast. And I'm glad that NASCAR has it back. You know, this is the time for us to be able to have that access in the playoffs. When we're talking about racing for a championship, racing for to advance in the playoffs, now is the time for that access. And I'm I'm glad we have it. I'm glad that the next gen cars are capable of that technology and everything. Um, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't think there's anything really bad to say about it. Talk about bringing me back. He, I'd, I had almost forgotten about those direct TV channels that were there. Uh, I always uh, didn't appreciate them as much because Elliot Sadler never had a, ne- never seemed to have a channel devoted to him. But yeah, that I think I appreciate you for bringing that back. That was, I, I had almost forgotten about that. Um, we know the only person who had a regular channel was Dale Jr., everybody <laughs> else was chosen out the hat, you know? Yeah. Um, Logan, do you have, uh, you have anything you'd like to say on this, the live in-car feeds? I just think we need them 24 seven. That's uh, like, I don't care what time of year. I think you need them all year from Daytona on, because I think it, you know, people forget. And, and I know I'm biased cause I'm one of them, but if you're not rooting for, for a team or a driver, that's always up front, there's a lot of coverage you don't get. And, and so with the, with the, you know, with scanner and, uh, and the in-car camera, those that root for the, you know, whether it be underfunded or less popular, whatever it may be, drivers, you could you can get that more immersed experience because, okay, aside, it might not be a huge number, but there's fans of everybody across the world as far as from from driver one to driver thirty six on the track as far as the entry list goes. Uh, every like everyone has fans and everyone has people that they care what they're doing. So let's you know, there's there's Twitter accounts just devoted to the to the last cars you know who's going to battle for last place people care about everybody on the track we should have as much technology as possible to make it possible we're going to seek it out to be able to root and watch and study those drivers and teams yeah i agree with both of you i think having uh you know having more access is never a bad thing um i mean being able just like like you guys said being able to root for your for your team, if, if you are a fan of somebody who's not always up at the front, um, you know, it's good for those teams to get some, you know, get a little bit of coverage, at least for their fans. And you know, as a Martin Truex fan, that's, I mean, that's really. That's, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm so sorry, Logan. Are, are we, uh, I didn't know we were talking about uh, drivers that had championships in the last five years, but. One one bad year, you let it go to your head. One bad year, you know. Let's let's look at the resume. The uh, the like seven years before it. You have a show to run, sir. Stop being so petty. Well, you'd know all about being petty now, wouldn't you? We have a little bit. Of, we have fun. We have fun. Uh, for those of you who who would like a little insider. Uh, knowledge, uh, just you know, a little behind the scenes action here. This is our life on a daily basis. Like whenever we're off camera, this is it. This is what we're. This is what we act like when we're when we're on Facebook Messenger and we're chatting with each other. This is how it goes. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, well, maybe a couple more obscene gestures. Yeah, we try to keep it clean for the show. 
But anyway, moving on, we've got uh, Jeremy Clements. Uh, his appeal will be tomorrow, um, September 13th, for any of you who are watching uh, a little later. Um, <clears throat> of course, we know Jeremy Clements. They, they won the Xfinity race at, um, at Daytona. Um, their car was penalized and the win was, while it was not stripped, uh, it did take them out of, uh, they did penalize them, take them out of playoff eligibility. The team is appealing that decision tomorrow. If they were to win the decision, uh, or win the appeal, then it would reinstate their playoff eligibility and that would, uh, and they would get their points back. It would greatly, uh, shake up the the Xfinity playoff grid because right now we've got Ryan Sieg and uh Sheldon Creed that are in a pretty tight battle for that that twelfth spot and it it wouldn't be a battle if Jeremy Clements gets back in. Um Zach, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um I mean I don't think NASCAR is gonna overturn it. Usually they're pretty stuck in their ways. Um you know I, I feel like even if NASCAR really, you know, if Jeremy Clements Racing had a legitimate claim to it, I'm uh, not, I'm not surprised that NASCAR would just stick to their original call, you know. But uh, I tend to be a skeptic and a critic of NASCAR um, more so than um, the average person. I think I tend to hold them to the worst. I gotta remember to unmute my mic. Apparently, um, I have to. Uh, I have to pause for just a moment. Uh, we have a comment on YouTube. Which before before we take note, this is the first comment I think live comment we've actually had on a show because we didn't have any last week. So, uh, David Bell, Zach, you uh, you you happen to know this person, don't you? Yeah. I do. <laughs> uh, said more trash talk, please. So apparently, Logan, we're doing something right with our trash talking, buddy. Uh, He's uh, as long as Truex keeps stinking, I'll keep ranting. Oh, you just wait, just yeah. wait. Yeah, just wait. That line. And yeah. even, I mean, even if you don't have to wait, I mean, you're just, I mean, I can always just hang yeah. the championship trophy over your head. But oh, I've well, been doing that. You can, you can ask uh, Zach. I've been doing that to him for years now. So. <laughs> all right, you know we all have to. We all have to get through at night. We all have to get through at night. We can't look back on you know recent wins at, at, at crown jewels. Some people come second, and some people aren't even a part of the conversation. It's really a shame how the mighty have fallen. Really a shame. Truly, I think Eric Jones should be uh, should have written Truex a, a thank you note or something, or, or maybe the uh, you know the Toyota engineer who designed his car because. Anyways, well, I heard he was going to consider it, but but MTJ's mailbox is so full of your love letters that the, the mail is just <laughs> backed up. We, you know, we know that all the stuff that are going through right now. Pray for them. Seriously, put down. Well, the I, you know, I I just can't send him enough. I, he hasn't ever returned any of them, so I assume that you know he's at least throwing them in the trash. I mean, no, that 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 local police department wasn't a return. I can promise you that was a, <laughs> that was a hey. There's a problem here. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Zach, going back to the Jeremy Clements uh, thing. I, I don't know if they're going to overturn it. Um, you know, honestly, I don't know if I want them to overturn it. I mean, I, I hate it uh, for Jeremy Clements um, and their team. But the battle that we've gotten between Ryan Sieg and Sheldon Creed, Sheldon Creed has stepped it up uh, in the last couple of races. And I think um, – you know, I don't know if it's just because of that motivation or what, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, Logan, what say you about the uh, Jeremy Clements appeal? I don't have many thoughts. We'll wait and see what happens uh, tomorrow. Uh, that's all. It's all we can do. We can sit and speculate and wonder and and uh, look. Uh, oh, brother, that's that's like throwing down the insanity. That's I wake up every day and it's just, it just comes natural. It's what God gave me. But I appreciate the kind words, Mister Bell. You raised a fine young man who has a horrible taste in driver, but overall he's a good kid. Uh, but no, I don't have a whole lot of thought in in on Jeremy Clements. I I hope they win just for the feel good aspect of it, I guess. But but you know whatever NASCAR decides, I guess we'll just what are we going to do about it, right? Yeah, not much we can do here except argue and bicker from a screen. That's all we do here. Um, but we do it for entertaining purposes, and that's what we hope all of you enjoy. So. Um, so I, I'm, I gotta think the the Clements appeal that's tomorrow, right? There, nothing else happening tomorrow, right? Nothing, nothing else happening in the NASCAR world tomorrow, right? Nothing that's relevant to me anyway. <laughs> Don't surely not anything crazy as far as silly season goes. No, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it is rumored, and and it's been what I'm going to call semi-official uh, that Kyle Busch will be going to RCR um, to drive for the 2023 season and potentially beyond. Um, over the last few weeks, it, it had kind of become a little more clear that this is the way things were going to go. And we still don't know the all the details about it. Um, I'm sure that will become more clear tomorrow, Kyle Busch. Uh, posted on his own personal Twitter, there is an official announcement set for Tuesday. Uh, Jordan Bianchi and The Athletic were the first to report on this, um, that there were multiple uh, inside sources saying that Kyle Busch was going to RCR. Um, this is big news. I mean, this is uh, probably one of the bigger silly season announcements in recent years, uh, because I think we all can say that at least at some point in our minds, we were thinking Kyle Busch was a 18 for lifer kind of guy. Once he got there, he seemed to be kind of the, this, you know, kind of the guy that ran the show. And now we're looking at a Joe Gibbs racing. That's not going to have Kyle Busch in it. Um, Logan, I'll let you, since you so love the man, I'm going to let you start with your thoughts on this one. Look, I'll be professional here. Uh, this isn't my form to to give my views on Kyle Busch, but yeah, this is a this is in my view uh, what we're about to witness tomorrow. Uh, you know, heavy reports going to RCR, but certainly going somewhere. What we're about to witness officially tomorrow is the biggest silly season move since Dell Jr. going to Hendrick, in my view, and I don't think it's that close. There's been some heavy drama these last few silly seasons. Don't get me wrong, but. But Kyle Busch is in that, you know, he's in that rare, rare era conversation. It would be, 
you know, he's in that Richard Petty, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Sr. conversation. And if any of those three back in the day would change teams, it would be, you know, it, it would be top news. And he's on that same scale, whether we like him or don't like him. So we'll get fully in depth uh, next week. Once the announcement is official, we can speculate all day long until then, as far as how's that going to work for Reddick and the charters and the whole nine. And, and we could, we could frankly do a whole show on just that, but you know, we'll just wait till next week, but no, you can't overstate how big this is. I certainly think it's the, uh, again, the biggest silly season move since Dale Jr. moving over to Hendrick. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. Zach, what are your thoughts here? Uh, you know, uh, as a fan of another Joe Gibbs Racing driver, and unlike my other two on the show, I actually am a Kyle Busch fan. Like I, I love who he is. I love what he brings to the sport. Um, it's kind of an interesting thing to think. Interesting to think about it from that perspective because. It seems like on the racetrack since about the 2019 championship, we've seen the transition of um, of success on the track go from Kyle Busch towards Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. This appears like it's going to be like Denny Hamlin's going to be the face of Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, so like, it's a big move for RCR, and RCR, in my opinion, is the only winner in this, or wherever he goes, anywhere that's not Joe Gibbs Racing. Or twenty three eleven, like staying in the Toyota family, which I highly doubt. Um, is it, they're going to be the winners, right? Like Kyle Busch, in the grand scheme of this, is probably going to be like a loser in terms of um, the equipment that'll come with him and everything else. Um, but when I think about this choice, my biggest question is, what happens to his truck series team? We're talking about guys like Chandler Smith, John Hunter Nemechek. We're talking about. Uh, you know, guys further down in the arc of Arca series for Toyota. Um, is there anybody in that development pipeline that feels the the tie to Kyle Bush over um, feels the tie to Kyle Bush over the tie to Toyota? Possibly, you know, um, a lot of these guys talk about Kyle being a mentor. Does anybody follow him to the Chevrolet camp? What does this mean for Chevrolet in the truck series? Right. GMS has taken a step back. Um, you know, where where are the Chevy programs in the truck series? It's a hit for Toyota on that front, too. Um, and I will acknowledge my dad's comment. Um, you know, I understand why Austin Dillon gets the three car. Uh, I, I totally do. Um, but I will say that, in my opinion, and I don't think this is a, uh, like an unpopular opinion, but if we're going to start putting some wheelman talents, you know, with the spirit of Dale behind them, it's got to be Kyle Busch, right? Like Austin Dillon does not drive with the spirit of Dale Earnhardt. He drives with the spirit of Kerry Earnhardt, that's for sure. But uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that. Um, I, I have to acknowledge uh, your dad's comment. I, it would be ironic if he got three, but I, I think it's fairly certain that he's going to take the eight. Um Although which is just I, as good, I, which is just yeah. as good. Um, you know, I mean, you know, we, we know who made that eight famous, the Pied Piper of Daytona, Mr. Dale Jr. You know, uh, it would be nice for Kyle Busch to get any one, either one of those two numbers. It would throw all of the Earnhardt Nation into a tizzy, and I am here for it. 
Yeah, I, I would be too. It would be, I'm sure there, and there's already, if you go on like, if you go on Twitter and you look up, there's already people who are making comments about this stuff. So, um, but I, I got to say, I agree with you. I, I'm curious to see what this does for the truck program because Kyle Bush has made it clear over this entire process that it's not just a his driver's contract that he's worried about here. He's worried about his truck team. He's worried about his son, Brexton, who's getting into racing. He wants to ensure that there's a future for him to, to make it in the sport. Um, Probably a place for rowdy energy too, right? Like, yeah. You know, Kyle Bush is an entrepreneur on top of being a race car driver, right? Um, you know, he's a businessman and, and you're right. Like he talks about being responsible for the people that he has working at KBM, like, KBM is KBM, whether it's Toyota or not, you know, they'll have to go out and find some new sponsors, I'm sure, or, or take some paid drivers possibly, but, um, it's going to be really fascinating to see how it all trickles down, you know, like the entire Chevrolet and RCR pipeline as a whole, right? Like where does, where does uh, KBM fit in that driver's edge program that Chevrolet has that starts with JRM and GMS and everything, um, and it like it really makes you reset the deck about like Nice Motorsports and Bill McAnally racing. I you know I can't be remiss to not mention Derek Krause. And what does that mean for his future? Um, you know, there's there's several different guys here in play. I think if KBM goes to Chevrolet and these these other these guys that are currently driving for KBM stick with the Toyota brand, you know. Yeah, I think so. Um, I I gotta say, I think one uh, a winner of this potential uh, Kyle Busch news, uh, assuming that KBM joins Chevrolet, um, is Thor Sport in the trucks. Uh, with them, uh, with Kyle Busch, with KBM, if they move to Chevrolet, Thor Sport's going to be the front-running Toyota team. And, uh, you know, what that does for their pipeline, you know, I think Joe Gibbs Racing, you know, they're going to look for – they're going to look at Thor Sport most likely for their young talent. Uh, so I think guys like Christian Eckes, maybe Ben Rhodes, you know, guys like that may have a better shot at getting into the Xfinity series with JGR now that KBM's not going to be a Toyota team. Uh, assumably, we don't know that for a fact, but assuming that that's a part of this Kyle Busch deal. Uh, Logan, what are your thoughts on that? Um, look, I think that we didn't know it at the time, but we saw the first crack in the uh, Toyota Pipeline Foundation when Harrison Burton suddenly up and goes to the Wood Brothers. Uh, we didn't know that at the time, but it was certainly a stunner. And now now Toyota, I mean, as a whole, feels a little lost. We, we're debating the pipeline. Let's not forget, we're talking about losing arguably the greatest driver of all time. Let's also not forget that sometime within the next two to three years, if not next year, Martin Truex is going to re- retire. You know, we'll see what his future holds. I would, I would just assume sometime between now and the next three. Yeah, there's a lot of questions on Toyota for the first time in a long time. Uh, you know, it's weird how kind of when it rains it pours. And looking back, uh, Harrison Burton leaving and going to the Wood Brothers was kind of uh, the first domino to fall. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, um, one thing I've noticed about this whole pipeline situation is Toyota and Chevrolet, I mean, even with 
losing KBM in the trucks, uh, potentially. Toyota still has a pretty strong pipeline uh, with Thor Sport. Um, one thing I, I'm concerned about, though, is Ford. Ford has very little pipeline right now. I mean, Riley Herbst in the Xfinity Series, DGR, uh, honestly, their most impressive is either Zane is, well, Zane Smith for front row, and then you've got maybe Tanner Gray, I mean, who consistently runs a Ford in the truck series. Ryan Priest has done really well in the 17 a couple times, but he's not a full-time Ford driver. I, I worry about the Ford uh, pipeline, where they go from there. Of course, I mean, Stuart Haas, they're going to have <laughs> – I don't know what Stuart Haas is doing. Kevin Harvick, he says he could go for a few more years. Eric Almarola was retiring, and then he wasn't. So, you know, I don't know if they have any spots opening up anytime soon or not, but I digress. Um, before we move on <coughs> um, to our next segment, I do want to mention uh, one other kind of sad piece of news. Um, J.R. Holler, um, who's a Holler driver for JTG Doherty, Racing passed away this weekend. Uh, they mentioned that they were going to be racing with heavy hearts um, at Kansas. And we, uh, you know, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to that race team and, and his family and friends. Um, that's always the part of racing that, like, no matter who it is and no matter the circumstance, we never like to report that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, it happens. Um, but our thoughts and prayers go out with him. Um <clears throat> One last piece of news, and we're going to use this as a transition to our next segment. Uh, the All-Star Race, when we, we don't have the full 2023 schedule, but we did find out a big piece of it uh, this past week. The NASCAR All-Star Race is going to be held at North Wilkesboro in 2023. We're bringing back the old... The old tracks, uh, the track is going to have safer barriers installed um, when they go back so that it is NASCAR ready <clears throat> when we get there. Um, we're all-star racing at North Wilkesboro, guys. Uh, are we excited? Hell no. <laughs> no. Thank you, Peyton, for that. For that. that was perfect timing. Uh, it is time to get scuffed up because – I got to be honest, over all of, after looking at NASCAR social media and a, a lot of things, I didn't think I could find one person that was upset that North Wilkesboro was going to be the host of the, uh, the All-Star Race. But Mr. Zachary Bell, you've got some, you've got some issues with it. Um, so I'm going to hand this over to you because you're the only person I know that's not, not happy about this. So go ahead, sir. Yeah, I uh, I stand on my own island here, but um, North Wilkesboro is not an all-star market. You're talking about Wilkes County, North Carolina, um, a track in, a, in a, an area in the country that in 1996 wasn't deemed large enough to host NASCAR. And here we are, you know, in 2022, and we're supposed to believe, oh, now it's good enough. I call BS on that. Um Six months ago, this track was basically out in the dumps. 
and then all of a sudden we get a late model race, and then we were going to tear it up and make it a dirt track and then repave it, and then, oh, no, we're going to cancel the dirt track and the repave, and we're just going to come back, and we're going to go ahead and run the all-star race there. Um, this, I understand people are like, oh, you know, it's NASCAR's Field of Dreams moment, but, like, the baseball does not play – their all-star game at the field of dreams you know they play their all-star game in all-star caliber markets there are several markets in which this sport can reach out to and run the all-star race uh, most notably charlotte um you could go back to the original you could go back to atlanta you could go to las vegas i don't even i mean i i am from texas in case you don't know and i do Absolutely love Texas Motor Speedway. So, I mean, I'm here for it being back at Texas. But, like, to me, North Wilkesboro is not ready for a jump from a ho-hum dump to an all-star venue in a year, you know? Um, this, this just has colossal failure written all over it, you know? NASCAR is going to let down its fans. NASCAR is going to drop the ball with some gimmick. Uh, not to mention, like, the short track racing this year has been uninspiring at best. Um, the Martinsville Spring Race was probably the worst race of the year. The two Richmond races left a lot to be desired. Like, uh, what, what points to this race working? Like, um, And it doesn't do anything that NASCAR has shown to me in its past couple years of growth that says growth, quite frankly, NASCAR is looking to go to new markets to chase new fans. I wasn't even alive for the last time we were at North Wilkesboro. So like, I don't give a rat's ass about the racetrack. Quite frankly, it could keep rotting for all I'm concerned. Um, it's not a new market. It's in freaking North Carolina. Like every other racetrack is like, I just have so many problems with this move. Like go chase new markets, go chase new fans. The events to chase the new fans are the Clash, the All-Star Race. It's not who's already a fan. This is just like a small move to appease a very certain fan base, a very certain part of the fan base. And um, maybe it's all of the fan base that, you know, Justin runs in those circles. But I run in my own circles, and uh, they, uh, I stand on my own. But, yeah, I am not a fan of this move. That's that's fair. Logan, you are probably the biggest fan of anything nostalgic of anybody that I know. Uh, so you've got to be thrilled about North Wilkesboro. So, you know, before we get into the to the all out debate here, um, why don't you give me your thoughts here on it? Well, uh, you know, if we're if we're not debating, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, to, to throw it back to the old school. I mean, Say what you want, and we'll discuss this in full in just a second. But no fan has been more ignored in this time of growth than that old school fan. I can't remember the last time NASCAR kind of threw a bone to the old school days. Because you're right uh, about you know NASCAR's trying to do new markets, but does every move they ever make have to be about new? there's a reason the sport got where it did. That means that not everything was wrong with the old. We're a society that we forget that. Yeah. Some things need change. No doubt about it. It doesn't mean that everything we used to do was bad, 
So again, we'll save it for just a second, but I love it. And because it, for the first time in a long time, it feels like NASCAR is, is reaching out and giving an olive branch to the old school fan that you're right. is probably already tuning in, but it's been a long time since they've been gestured towards and acknowledged. That's a fair point. Um, Zach, what, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Actually, before we go to that, uh, David Bell said, bring back the rock. Uh, Zach, as, uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because that's another one of those old school style tracks there. Well, okay. I will say that the rock has a little bit more legitimacy than North Wilkesboro does. Um, I, I think that Rockingham offers better racing. I think that Rockingham, from what it sounds like the developments around the facility, lead me to believe that there's more going on than just um, a podunk racetrack, you know? That's just my opinion, though. I mean, I think Rockingham... I think Rockingham can bring more to it. Yeah, I, I would be uh, inclined to agree with that. Uh, we lost Logan for a little bit, but uh, Zach, you and I can go back to the old school days here. I, <laughs> I can give my two cents on this. Um I, I like your points, to be completely honest with you. I, I agree, um, but I also agree with Logan. Um, I think it, it has been a while since the old school fans have gotten a bone in, in their recent uh, times. So I'm okay uh, as the most old school way that I can put it is um, that I believe the all-star race should always be at Charlotte. Uh, should be at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Personally, um, I felt that way about Bristol. I felt that way about Texas, and I feel this way about North Wilkesboro too. I, I just honestly, I wish the All Star Race would go back to Charlotte, just because I enjoyed that. Because Charlotte is kind of the the hub of NASCAR, I appreciated that it got that full week of you know in between the all-star race and the Coke 600. Um, so that's my own personal view on it. Logan, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, so we'll let you get into a little bit of debate here with Zach over old school versus new school here with uh, North Wilkesboro. I'm inclined to agree with both points here, but I, I'm interested to see who wins me over even more. Well, I think, uh, you know, Zach, you made this great point about we're looking for new markets and new fans and all, and this doesn't do that, and you're right. But here's the thing. I don't think anybody that's watched the All-Star Race is going – like, the All-Star Race has become one of the more embarrassing things of, of, of NASCAR season, whether it be way too many gimmicks, we're inverting the field, let's just have a – we're going to do a figure-eight school butt races in, in 10 years on, on the – on the next all-star race or better yet, we're going to completely ignore our own safety rules. The all-star race is fun. It's entertainment. That's all it is. I think we're a long way off from seeing North Wilkesboro get back on the genuine true points racing schedule. But look every year, especially over the last, ever since they moved it from Charlotte, I agree with you, uh, Justin, that it shouldn't have ever moved from Charlotte. I'd like to see it back there. ASAP like yesterday. But ever since it's moved from Charlotte especially, it's become just a big gimmick, a big joke. Uh, it's become like the Pro Bowl, the NBA All-Star Game. We don't care about the rules. We're throwing a caution just for entertainment's sake because all it is is one big entertaining, hopefully, ratings pop for a million dollars. 
That's all it is. It's a it's, and so if we're going to every other sport tries new things in their all star game. We've seen baseball experiment several times with their all star game. Um, nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. I haven't watched it, and I think the last time I watched it was just I happened to have it on as the Kobe news came on. You know, that's I I can't tell you the last Pro Bowl I ever watched and saw a highlight of. The reality is that the All Star race. If you're expecting the All-Star race to make new fans, then NASCAR has a much bigger issue than what track it's held at. It becomes gimmicky. It's like, it, I mean, at this point, we're looking at chimpanzees on ice if we get any weirder. Like I said, in Bristol, we were inverting the field. Let's turn them backwards, for God's sake. Let's do Alan Kowicki style and do a Polish, do a Polish race. I just don't think that when it comes to the All-Star race – it's lost its appeal anyway. So anything to give it a little extra luster since we're not going to go back to where it ought to be, which is Charlotte, because again, being an old school guy, what was wrong with the way we did it for years? Another, And as far as the track goes, you're right. It's this, it's that, it's rinky dink. But if it was good enough for Richard Petty and Dale senior and, and Daryl Waltrip and just these eons of, of legends and Harry Gant and, and just, I mean, we're talking about people that have forgotten more about NASCAR than most of us will ever know then it's good enough for a million dollars on a, on a Saturday night and trying to pop a decent rating. Now, does that mean it comes back to be a points racing rate? I'd have to see this race, assuming we're not, again, having school with butter races for next year's All-Star race. We'll see. Um, I figured at some point it'd be like that old WCW video game where we're crashing each other. Um, so, yeah, I just think that I get what you're saying, Zach, and you're right. It doesn't do any of those things that NASCAR needs to be doing. But NASCAR's been trying to do those things for a long time, and they can they should continue. But let's let's be honest about it. The All Star Race is a big joke. I mean, yeah, a million dollars, and don't get me wrong, the Petty GMS is in victory lane. I'll celebrate like hell. But notice how when people talk about wins for Ryan Blaney, we don't talk about the fact we don't we don't talk about the All Star Race. When's when's the last time we mentioned Texas before today? You know what I'm I best know about Texas hypocrisy from NASCAR and Blake Shelton screaming all over the intro. That's all. That's all that matters in Texas. That's just my thoughts. Can we just point out that uh, I was thinking about this uh, while I was not listening to half of your rant, Logan. No offense. Um, I was... Uh, all right. I'm still damn entertaining. <laughs> uh, can we just point out that we're going to have probably one of the biggest uh, all-star race fields we've had in a, in a while uh, assuming they keep, you know, a lot of the same qualifications because you've got 18 different winners uh, from this past season, uh, not to mention uh, Brad Keselowski, Truex, um, who are former champions that have not won uh, this past season. And plus you're going to have a, a fan vote. and a Ryan Blaney's a former All-Star winner. Yeah, Ryan Blaney, former All-Star winner. I mean – so, yeah, I mean, we're going to have a pretty big field, uh, uh, especially, I mean, we're looking at, like, where we have maybe a, an open race with, like, the Rick Ware racing and the Spire cars. Woo, yippee. <laughs> Good heavens. Um, oh, my God. I mean, I just. You talk about some short tag Saturday night this races is, now. That's it. <laughs> this, is, this is just a terrible idea, in my opinion. Like, this is. I just, I just don't see it setting the sport forward. And if you want to say the all-star race is a joke, the all-star race is a, you can say that. But then if North Wilkesboro is some revered, like beloved facility, then like why soil on it? 
with some gimmicky all-star race. I'd you know, rather, I just I'd rather, I'd rather you can't convince me that like we'll grow over it. You can't convince me that like there's like some way to to spin this as like the positive for NASCAR. Either the all-star race should be an all-star event used to market to reach new fans in a big city, and that's what it should be. It should be a gimmicky race in a big market. No, this ain't the WWE. If we're going to appeal to new fans, we need to see the sport in its purest, best form. That's what we need to. What we'll have them watch snoozers at Kansas, or the excitement at Daytona, or the excitement at Talladega. We don't need that. Oh, look at that! Because you know what people say that because no, everyone has seen NASCAR. But if you don't know NASCAR, people go when they start racing on dirt, when they start doing this, when they start doing that, and it makes them seem minor league to those that. When it becomes obvious, it's a gimmick to reach new people. When you're an, when you're an industry like NASCAR, now it's different for us. Running on scuffs, look, I'll get naked if it meant five hundred people is going to tune in. But for an established commodity like NASCAR, all it does is because everyone has seen it. All it does is diminish them in the eyes of the casual or non-viewer because they'll say, "When they start doing this, this is silly. This is different." NASCAR is what it is. Baseball is what it is. Football, if you don't like it, I mean, we can't we can't make the sport something that it's not for for people that that don't care anyway. Wouldn't the casual fan be like, "What is this North Wilkesboro place?" Though, like, I just I just feel like to the cat to the fan, like to most young fans, like North Wilkesboro is like a. Where is this? What is this sort of place? I don't think, like, I just, I don't think it does anything particularly special for the sport. Like, no, no, I hear and you. like, short tracks have routinely been races that we were like, oh, we all love short tracks. Give us more short track racing. And nobody shows up. Nobody watches. You know, like, and where, we- like, this race, like, sure, like, it might be great to go back to North Wilkesboro, North Wilkesboro for one year, but like, does this All Star Race, if it returns there in 2024, like, does it sell out? But, well, Are we really going to be here for the track with no Wi Fi, creaky, creaky grandstands, and not enough urinals for everybody to go pee in? First of all, I think that's I think that's a lot of TBD. This could just be a one off fun race, uh, you know? Who, who knows? Because you're right, it might be an absolute cluster mug. So we're going to see. So if you're talking about 2024. You know who knows? I, that's that's why we have to see. Let's see how it goes, and then you know put it put it there. Uh, but again, the All Star race is a big gimmick anyway. I, like I said, at least we didn't invert the field this year. Can you tell that pissed me off? Because like, what's the point of that? Uh, so yeah, I think you just. I think I hear you on new market and all that. I just don't think. It, look, it doesn't appeal to me, and I love the sport. Most all-star races. I, it, most of them are snoozers. Most of them are, oh, God. Until NASCAR does something stupid like throws a caution. So I don't understand as a casual viewer, because I'm not that, I don't understand why they would look at any all-star race in recent memory and go, yeah, that dials me in. I don't think North Wilkesboro matters in terms of location. It's about the quality of race. What kind of quality race we wouldn't get? I have no idea. None. I couldn't begin to guess. Right, but I think you could sell like the Chicago Street Race as an all-star spectacular event, you know? 
be like, here's NASCAR, here's something they've never done on the streets in a big city you've heard of, Chicago, you know, and I oh, just I've heard of it. Oh, I've heard of it for yeah, but like what I'm saying, it like that to me has more all star appeal than to be like, all right, this is grassroots NASCAR racing. The NASCAR decided to leave 25 years ago or whatever. So my 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 last question, because I know we got to get going. But my last question to you would be then, do we leave those old school tracks to just rot? Is that our – or do you, would you rather them – How if you're going to bring back a North Wilkesboro or a Rockingham or a few others that have been mentioned over the years, how do you, how would you do it? Because Trump. I think this is the best way without kind of soiling the sport because it doesn't really – yes, million dollars would make a great difference to a lot of teams. To most teams that win, it doesn't. I think you start with the bottom, right? Like you start in the truck series, you start with the Arca series, you develop, you know, you develop the facilities around the track with that series. You know, the truck series had an identity of being a local short track series. So did the Xfinity series back in the 80s and 90s. I think that those are the sort of series you run there first and you sit here and really test the market and really test the facility and be like, is this cup ready? You know, is this worthy of the largest motorsport in America, you know, we may not be the NFL, we may not be the NBA, but what we are is we are the kings of American motorsport. And to think about it, you have to ask yourself, I ask myself, is North Wilkesboro worthy of being a venue for the best American motorsports has to offer? You know, to this day, the best American drivers come to NASCAR Many drivers around the world want to come race in NASCAR, Kimi Raikkonen, whoever, you know, um, and a rinky-dink track in Wilkes County, North Carolina. I just don't know if it's there yet. And, um, you know, I, like I said, like I started my rant with, I might be the only person that stands on this one tiny island by myself. Um, and there are things that NASCAR has done in recent years that have made me more upset then North Wilkesboro, right? Um, I'm sure. uh, go back to dipstick debates, go find the Bristol Dirt episodes, and you will see what I'm talking about. But um, I leave it at I leave it at I understand why we go to why we're there. I understand who it's for, and um, for fans like us who are fans for a long time, you know, it is nice to be rewarded with um, something that we want, but. I don't know how this affects the long-term health of the sport. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, boy, you're going to need legends to come back, and I don't know, do the <laughs> command or be an honorary starter. I, I, it's not many left, unfortunately, but I can think of a guy. We don't need another reason <laughs> to put Richard Petty at a racetrack. Logan, we don't need to go to North Wilkesboro to have Richard Petty be the Grand Marshal. But since we're <laughs> going there anyway. We can go back to we – we can go to all the other – there's plenty – like – People act like NASCAR history is dead because we don't go to Rockingham, we don't go to North Wilkesboro, and we don't go to the Nashville Fairgrounds. Like, what is Bristol? What is Martinsville? What is Daytona? What is Darlington? What is Charlotte? NASCAR's been racing in Atlanta for how many decades? Richmond, you know, how many years have we been going to Richmond? Some variation of that track, you know what I mean? Like, there's established tracks and markets Talladega has been around since 1969 or 67, whatever. Like, I don't understand this whole argument that because we don't race at North Wilkesboro 
and these other historic tracks that all of a sudden NASCAR's lost touch with its history. You know, that argument falls on deaf ears here. I understand they're like, oh, we're going to race at a, at a football stadium in Los Angeles. That's new. But NASCAR used to race in football stadiums. That's in touch with its history. NASCAR used to race on dirt in the Cup Series. That's in touch with its history. Like, I don't know. I, I argue that NASCAR has has plenty of ties to its history. In fact, I would argue that NASCAR is more tied to its history than any other sport um, through, throughout its entire history. Bubba Wallace's win at Talladega last year and win at Kansas this weekend are significant because of the history in which NASCAR has had. And it's prevalent in a different way than it is now. But the history in which NASCAR has is forever tied to the sport. Can't wait for the middle of May. It's going to be fun. (laughs) It'll be a great month of May. All right. Well, uh, that was a great debate segment. You guys really took off with that one. I appreciate it. Um, uh, Personally, I I agree with both your points. Um, I think that I, I agree with Zach. I don't think it does much for the long-term longevity of the sport. Um, I actually like the idea. I mean, we've got, I mean, we talk about all the different racetracks across the, uh, across the United States and, and even, you know, Canada and Mexico, if we wanted to extend it, you know, we've got, you know, 23 different dates for the truck schedule, 33 for Xfinity. Um, I mean, who's to say that they, I mean, right now the trucks and Xfinity besides a few weekends here and there almost mimic the cup schedule in a way. Um, you know, who's to say we couldn't add some more tracks like the fairgrounds, like Rockingham, like North Wilkesboro, uh, to their schedules, Kentucky, Iowa, you know, Chicagoland tracks that aren't going to be there. You know, why does the Xfinity and truck schedules have to mimic, um, you know, why did they have to mimic the cup schedule? I think that would be the the perfect way to get new tracks in and and have some different markets and venues, maybe. And it doesn't have to be difficult either, right? Like let's just like take this idea. You know, the Xfinity and Truck series, they run North Wilkesboro on the same weekend as the Coke six hundred. You know? And these teams, like, you know, you don't have to do the 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 you know, the, the whatever pit stops, you know, like the, the predetermined pit stops and everything, you know, you can still have your team, your pit crews come out there, drive out to North Wilkesboro. Um, you could go to New Hampshire and then you could have like the Xfinity series, go to Stafford, or you could have um, like a race at Richmond for the cup series. And then the, the, the truck series goes to South Boston, right? Like no. this is not just like a, like there's, plenty of ways to cover up the market like that and to say like, all right, we're going to get grassroots here with the truck and Xfinity series, but we're going to keep our cup guys on the big stage in the big market. You know, you know, every big city has a bunch of suburbs and cow towns around it. Right. Like, you know, it doesn't all, it doesn't have to all be, you know, we don't all have to go to the same place at the same time for it to make sense. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's some good points there. Um, anyways, uh, moving on from talking about one Saturday night uh, short track race in uh, in May of next year to a 
Saturday night short track race that we have this weekend, uh, along with a couple others as well. Uh, all three series of NASCAR are racing at Bristol this weekend. And talk about something where we've gotten, in my opinion, something we've gotten a little bit away from as far as like old school goes. This is the second of only two Saturday night races this season. The other being the Daytona night race. Um, bring back more Saturday night races. I always thought Richmond was a lot better when it was a Saturday night uh, race, personally. But that's a different debate for a different time. So we're going to Bristol. We're starting off with the trucks. It's the first race of the round of eight for them. Real quick, give me who you guys think is going to win. Zach, I'll start with you. Screw it. We'll throw caution to the wind. We'll take Derek Krause, baby. Future KBM driver, Derek Krause. You heard it here first. Logan? I will also throw caution to the wind. I'll take Matty D. He's pretty darn good at Bristol, and short tracks kind of even the field a little bit. And, you know, truck races are tough to call anyway. Why not Matty D? Well, I'm going to go for a potential low-hanging fruit here, baby. It, it's the one I picked last week. Didn't work for me then, but maybe it will now. I'm going to go with Chandler Smith again. I think Chandler Smith. You are no it. fun. Well, you know. You are no fun. Man, I don't Logan and I him. are hanging <laughs> it out with these picks. You can't just sit here and embrace it and be like, hi, Haley Deegan for the win. You can't let us. Ha- you can't let us. You can't. <laughs> well, you know, if uh, – I have fun uh, if I win, and if Chandler Smith wins, then I'll have fun with it. So Good. You and Chandler can have a great time while Logan and I are getting Liddy over here making nice picks. <laughs> but if we get top fives, we won. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'll go. I'll I'll, I'll take that. No, I'll you can't be peer pressure. That's gutless. Stop it. Go with what you want. Let's go. Uh, well, this is where I'm going with the – no, I'm, I'm keeping Chandler Smith for the trucks, but I'll kick us off for the Xfinity Series, uh, one that's a little bit of a of a stretch. I'm going to go with Sheldon Creed. I think Sheldon Creed gets his first win. I, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, he's been on a roll of late. Uh, I, I think Sheldon Creed gets the RCR number two to victory lane. Logan, what do you think? I think you're wrong. Uh, I'll take A.J. Allmendinger. Zach, you're both wrong. Um, I'm going with fast pasta, Anthony Alfredo. Let's get saucy up in here. Let's get saucy. And if he wins, we'll buy 10 packs of dude wipes. 10 packs of dude wipes, <laughs> one pack of Bertoli, all on Justin's dime. And away we go. Well, I, I if Anthony Alfredo ever watches this episode, I hope to know that it's nothing personal. I just hope that I don't have to buy that. So, hey, dude wipes are a nice product. They are a nice product. Yes, they are. Don't leave home without them, boys. You but I'm know. also a, but I'm also a college student on a limited budget. So, Continental for you. Uh, and now we move on to the Cup Series. Um, so we're going again, playoff drivers. This is we're going. This is the cutoff race for the round of sixteen. We're going to do this um, a little bit differently, just because I want to have some fun with it. Zach, tell me one driver that you believe is going to be eliminated uh, 
in this round after watching the first two races and then with Bristol coming up. One driver that you're calling it now is going to be eliminated from the uh, uh, not going to move on to the round of 12. Kyle Larson. Wow. Tenth, uh, he says 10th in the standings. Um, so the, the possibility is there, right? Um, what is he, like eight points to the good or something? Something like that. Nine points to the good. Um, he's had some fluky issues at times this year with the car. They kind of whiffed on the setup a little bit at Kansas. They weren't bad, but they weren't good. Um, and I know this is a guy who went out and won, won the race last year. Um, but that, that race had a lot of funky business with uh, Mr. Chase Elliott and old Kevo Harvick there. So I will take the spicy one, and I will take Kyle Larson. Engine engine number five sinks down under. Logan, what about you? Do you have a, have a driver that you think is not going to advance to the – Look, I know it means that I have to admit that I was – sorry, it's hard for me to say wrong. Um, that's hard to do. It's so rare. Uh, but, look, uh, I think we we have to, you know, wish Kevin Harvick a, you know, merry offseason and happy Christmas. We, I mean, unfortunately, it's just the way it's looking. You know, he, could he get it done? Yeah, but I, I, just, don't, I just don't think so. I thought he was going to have a much stronger round than he did. And now his back is up against the wall. I'm going to go with uh, Austin Sendrick. He's actually two points above the cut line right now. Um, but I'm going to go with Austin. I think uh, Kyle Busch, he's very good at Bristol. Um, obviously, Austin Dillon, I think, could get it done. I think there's a chance Kevin Harvick could win and, and shake things up. So I think Austin Sendrick's had a great rookie year. Um, and it's looked more impressive than I expected him to, but I think Austin Sendrick uh, gets eliminated this round. So now we're going to move on to uh, to our race winning picks. Who do we have winning at Bristol uh, this weekend? Um, Logan, I'll start with you. Who's who's going to get it done for the Cup Series at Bristol this week? Well, uh, look um... – Hell, we can be homers here. Why not Eric Jones one more time? All the numbers point to it. He's pretty good there. Uh, Petty has always ran well at Bristol in recent years. Some of Butler Wallace's best runs with Petty or Bristol. Jones is good there. Why not? You know, why not get it done on that old concrete? 43 back in victory lane. I'm going to call it right now. It can't be done. It's not as crazy as it sounds two weeks ago, huh? Yes, sir. One more time. One more time, we go be the windshield boys. Zach, what about you? I, I don't know if you can get much crazier than that one, but uh, I'm very tempted to like follow the trend Driveraverages. of like com. There's nothing crazy about it. I'm very tempted to follow the trend of non-playoff drivers winning, but we've run out of competitive cars. Um, so with that, I. We'll give Justin his bone, and I have a weird feeling that another non-playoff driver wins, and it's Martin Truex Jr. Absolutely not. I and, and as as much as I want it to happen, it's not happening at Bristol. Look, Martin Truex Jr. has been a a short track king over the last few years, but Bristol is his Achilles' heel as far as that goes. But I hope you're right. I personally, I hope you're right. Look, Justin, this season hasn't gone anything according to his plan or anybody's plan for him. 
yeah. really at all. Somebody might blow a motor. There's always a shot. So, I mean, I wouldn't like throw this dismissus as quickly as you did. He's won. He won stages at Daytona in the 500. He, um, he sat here, and I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I appreciate the uh, the bone there, and I, I personally, again, I obviously I hope you're right uh, that Trace does. Uh, well, we're all three going to be picking non-playoff drivers uh, to win because I have another one that I, I thought of. Um, is it Todd it, Gilliland? It is not Todd Gilliland. No, because I, I thought um, about pick, I thought about picking Todd Gilliland. That was honestly who I thought of. It's my pick is someone who's been. Um, Surprisingly good on short tracks this year, um, a non-playoff driver, and that's Eric Almarola in the 10. I think that, uh, you know, he ran really well at Richmond uh, a few weeks back. He's obviously he got a win at New Hampshire um, last year. So, yeah, I think uh, if we're continuing the trend of non-playoff drivers, I'm going to go with Eric Almarola. Um well, ladies and gentlemen, with that said, that's going to just about wrap us up. Uh, let us know down in the comments how crazy you think our our predictions are. But, hey, if we're right, we're right. So you never know. If you're right, you'll never hear the end of it from Logan, that's for sure. <laughs> here, here. Here, here. Here, here. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Be sure to uh, continue to watch this. We'll go ahead and bring Peyton back in here. We appreciate her, as always, running the behind-the-scenes uh, for our show, pulling up all our graphics and doing our comments. Uh, Peyton, do you have any words to leave us with here? I just hope Ryan Blaney wins. Is that no? your pick? Is it my pick or my hope? Give us your pick. Come on now. Yeah, what, what's what's your pick for the cup race? My pick is Kyle Bush. God, forget I asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was good. You know, it's hard to go against Kyle Bush at Bristol sometimes. Uh, Logan, do you have any besides that? Do you have any? Uh, Words to close us out with? Uh, great to be back on the show. Great to do it again with you gentlemen. I think we're getting better each and every week. And, and, and Zach, you're absolutely right. Uh, if somehow I'm correct, look out, boys. <laughs> well, Zach, it's... Duck and cover, folks. Duck and cover. <laughs> Zach, it's time, your for your, uh, time for your weekly uh, signing off words here. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out to my parents. Of course, and all the people that support your local NASCAR addict um, and uh, the time that it takes to be one. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, like I said, you know, hide your ears if Eric Jones wins again. Um, I may or may not appear on this show. So if I'm in the witness protection program, it's because Eric Jones won. <laughs> I'll certainly be cutting my phone off if, if Eric Jones wins. Uh, but... Uh, nonetheless, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. We appreciate everybody for watching. Be sure to like uh, this video, subscribe down below so you guys will be notified every time we go on air. And we will see you guys next week uh, after Bristol, and we'll be ready to do it all again. Thank you guys for watching.